Welcome one and all to Vision on Sound here on Fab Radio International with me, Martin Holmes. These days I'm often told that when it comes to my thoughts on things and the emphatic stances I tend to take on events that seem not to bother other people in quite the same way, or indeed vice versa, I need to loosen up a little and learn to be a little more flexible. This seems to be especially pertinent when it comes to the small matter of the acquisition and storage of the television series which I have accumulated over the years and still want to watch or share my insights upon. Why, I'm often asked, in this era of streaming and downloading, do you still feel the need to get hard copies of all these things? Why are you so attached to the shiny disc in all its formats? And when it comes to those boxes of old videotapes that sit mouldering in the darkest corners of your increasingly cramped and cluttered little house, hiding behind the piles of books and CDs and magazines that also seem increasingly anachronistic to some, can you still not bring yourself to get rid of them? And, to be honest, there are a lot of people, probably a lot younger than me, who grew up in a different era of digital accessibility who would roll their eyes impatiently at this strange, perhaps slightly desperate need to cling on to physical objects in order to enjoy watching certain television series of the kind I watch. And yes, while certain shows, because there's one born every minute, have tempted me to single, double and even triple dip their releases through VHS, DVD, Blu-ray and more, quite a lot of the television and films that I choose to watch in the pursuit of bringing you vision on sound each week are not widely available in any other format and some of us are still very grateful to the companies that choose to make their products available to us in these various formats whilst i've not yet been persuaded of the wisdom of the resurgence of the vinyl lp as a music playing choice and i have been looking at ways of retrieving data from some of my old vhs collection through digital conversion i still get a small thrill at the announcement of a brand new blu-ray set crammed full of delightful looking value-added material or even a dvd release of a series that I've never actually heard of or which I genuinely never believed was likely to ever be seen again. So this week I'm joined once again by Paul Chandler, the Shy Yeti himself, curator of the Shy Life podcast, and we take a delightful journey through the upsides and downsides of the curious world of collecting physical media in a digital age, a topic prompted mostly by Paul extolling its virtues in response to an article in the national press which seemed to imply that this is something of an eccentric attitude for us to have. So without further ado, let's fire up the Fab Radio International TARDIS time engines and take ourselves back to an era when videotapes seemed exciting and new, and little black squares of plastic lying around on the floor near to the TV set ensured that your favourite shows were now yours to own forever on video. Hello Paul, how the heck are you? Hello, Martin. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm well. I'm well. Welcome back to the show. You've not been on for a, well, at least a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it feels like twice that long. I know, I know. It, it, it's cramming everybody in these days. So anyway, yes, uh, at the weekend, I noticed, because I'm a nosy old bugger, really, I noticed <laughs> you responding to an article about physical media or, or the strange folk that still collect physical media. Yeah. 
and you had some uh, very strong opinions on that so I thought it might be something you might want to expand upon and talk about further so here we are yeah. on Vision on Sound we're going to um, have a bit of a natter about the delights or otherwise of physical media I'm assuming you're you're of an age where you started buying stuff on videotape and then went to DVD and then went to Blu-ray or is that the path you you went yeah. like a lot of people or were you sort of a late a late no no I mean I, I had a video of my own as well mm. so um, well yes you were making your own films weren't so, you of course uh, well yeah, well yeah but I, I mean I, I was. Oh, you, oh, in the I house. I had a, had a yes. video in my bedroom. Oh, right. Um, I don't know, by the time I was 16 or something, which yeah. we're talking. So, All those late night Channel 4 shows you shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> no, but by, so by, by the time of season 25 in Doctor Who, so 1988, mm. I definitely had my own video. So I, you'd sort of build up your own collection from mm. stuff on TV and, um, yeah, like, like late night horror movies. The first time I saw like The Wicker Man mm. was on some repeat, although I, I don't know how much it was talked about then, probably... Film buffs talked about it, but mm. I'd never heard of it. And, um, and nobody talked about it for quite a long time until suddenly, in, by the late 90s, it was a big cult film. Um, mm. So I'm interested so, to, that's the sort of, that's the sort of thing. You yeah. wonder what the full story of, how something grows into a cult film. Yeah, that's going. true. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting that some stuff just seems to get regarded as being cult just because mm. of the people who are interested in it more than anything. Yeah. Were you a keeper, though? Were you someone who kept stuff? Did oh, you end yeah. up with a wall full of previously blank videotapes that had the yeah. little plastic squares knocked out so you could yeah. keep them forever? Right, you're not one of yeah. these people who had three videotapes and just kept recycling them over and over again. You actually, Marty, you, you, how dare you? No, I, I, some people did. I mean, so you actually some people. Yeah, you, you, you taped to keep, not just to watch. I was a schoolboy. I could still afford it on, on my meagre paper round earnings. I could still afford to buy a few tapes a week or whatever. Did your machine do that double length? Yeah, yeah. I did have long play. I'm not sure if that was my first machine or, right. or a later one. I, but then you wouldn't do long play unless it was... You wouldn't do long play for, say, Doctor Who. You yeah. might do long play for, I don't know, maybe a comedy show yeah. or something. Or something where you... You weren't you that bothered. Of, you yeah. weren't that bothered. It was a definitely a that bo- not that bothered format to be recorded. So this was six to eight hours. How many tapes a week were you buying at that stage? I mean, were you filling, I suppose? Not... 100% sure. So I'd have maybe I'd have a tape that was dedicated to Doctor Who, but then I think right. I feel like I had tapes that were kind of like a tape for the week. So, yeah, a Fire and Laurie, Adventure uh, uh, ah. Saunders. You were actually that yeah. organized, you you would definitely swap tapes over. Well, to... I would, I would if it was something I loved. If it was something, so I would have tapes that were a bit of a mix, mix and match, mm. just kind of for things that again were slightly not as important to me. Um, well, I think people forget, don't they? The other weird thing about videotape recorders, people embrace them because they could not miss something when they were out mm. but you could only leave them set on one channel couldn't you when you were away unless you programmed them for mm. two different programs you either ended up with a whole evening's worth of television just in case you missed something yeah but, i mean, think things got a bit more um technological later on where you mm. could do that tv plus thing and mm. then, then you could jump channels and stuff but oh. I, think, I mean the first time we had a, a video here was mm. in 1983 so are those we, top loaders with the big clunky buttons i, th- I think so <laughs> So we only had it like for the summer holidays. Right. My dad's my dad's partner at work had a heart attack and we had to cancel our summer holiday. So I think to kind of placate us, they hired a video player for. Right. And that was it was around the time that Blake Seven Series Four was repeated. Okay. Because I remember one of the first things I watched was watching Blake Seven cars running backwards and forwards over sand dunes. Ah. And kind of going, oh no, let's make him run backwards. Oh no, let's make him ah. run forwards. But then we didn't have a video again for maybe another. I don't know how long between we, when we actually yeah. got our own one, but. But yeah, I mean, in the other room, 
we still have a pile of sons and daughters tapes I recorded in 1991 right. of episodes that I said to my mum when the DVD comes out because mm. we're up to we're sort of almost up to the point on the video on the DVD releases of it coming out right uh, to the point where I was videoing it so I said when I've got it on DVD we can bin those tapes ah. Because ah yes, but but nowadays people want the stuff between the episodes, don't they? They want well, those little bits as well. Yeah. <laughs> I did give a part of tapes to Nick, my friend Nick, the other day, and said, "I don't know what's on this tape. Have a look. If you can see something, you think, you know, if it's just an episode of a comedy show, I probably mm. got it on DVD by now. If it, if you see anything on there that for some reason I've totally forgotten, or mm. or um, I did when I was recording Doctor Who, for instance, I did mm. used to, because around the time that I was recording, Sylvester McCoy was doing." That who's that story thing where people oh, are yeah. all wrong. Mm. And he also What's your on, story? Yes. What's your story? And he was mm. also on like Kids TV a few times. And I've, mm. I've not even seen some of those bits on the DVD extras no. unless I've not mm. I've missed them. Mm. So there's some things that I, but that I kind of let Nick decide whether he thought it was yeah. worth me keeping or not because I mean he's mm. got the access to watch the tapes in his house and I don't. It, so yeah. it is him. very true though. I find that when. You know, when I go monitor an old tape, because let's face it, I, I mean, I'm much the same. I still have the tapes in boxes. I haven't been able to get rid of them. Some went to the tip, it's true, but not that many. But the occasionally, it's sometimes I find it's the bit where you set an extra 10 minutes for the film. Mm. and you didn't rewind it because another thing needed taping after it. And there was these 10 minute chunks of television you didn't really expect to record. Yeah. And I nowadays I find that the more interesting stuff than the actual movie. The movie I've got on disc somewhere usually, or I've That's got all... in some other format. So it's actually it's those little bits of the process of telly that, like say the adverts, the the trailers, and you know bits of news even that, or, or, the, or bits yeah. of the next program that. Or, and sometimes the next program, which at the time meant nothing to you, is now more like, interesting. Like oh, I, I, I mean, love that program, or or I wish that program was on DVD. If I'd you know, yeah, because your interests often sometimes change or shift. So this article that you responded was it, it was in the Guardian, wasn't it? It was in the Guardian. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was basically fair, saying it, it was strange to keep physical media, wasn't it? It was basically implying that you're weird if you have but, a house full of discs. Yeah, yeah, but it sort of also was the point of view who was somebody who did it, mm. but always considered themselves to be considered strange, whereas mm. I consider people who've just jumped their whole collections mm. as being strange because you can't trust these streamers not to no. take it away from you. Or, you know, there's some things... Like at the moment, I don't have Netflix because we're having a break until there's mm. enough series again. There's no point yeah. having it for months. We might as well have it, stop it for eight months or something, and, and then come back and watch all of the series mm. that have come in that time over a period of a month or something. Mm. I see what you mean. But some of the shows we used to watch on Netflix have now been moved up to other streaming services that we don't have. Mm. Um, we're not too bothered because they're not our top series. And things like, say, American Horror Story that used to be on there. Yeah. are now on Disney Plus at the moment. We have Disney Plus, so we, that's worked in our favour, but only by coincidence. But, yeah. Is that part of your problem with it, really, is this whole sense that if you want to follow a series, it's actually now becoming... You have to subscribe to half a dozen different streaming services. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was... I have Prime, partly mm. because of the postage and I use the, mu the yeah. music stuff. And there was a period where all of Dark Shadows was free to watch. Um, mm. That was too late for me, really. I'd already yeah. bought it on DVD. Yeah. And I'd also, also had it 
recorded for me back in the 90s on video. Mm. But um, I was quite excited because it meant that some of my fellow mm. fan friends who knew me going on about it may, may mm. have seen the odd episode, had mm. the opportunity to watch it if they wanted to. And mm. I think quite a lot of people did. And, and then I just fancied watching an episode a few months ago and I went back to it on on Prime, which, mm. you know, I could have just taken it off my my shelf. Yeah. Um, uh, but I went to watch it, and now suddenly you have to pay for it again. Right. Uh, so, so you know, I th- do you get people saying to you, "Oh, why have you got all this on disc? It's available on Prime. It's available on this service. I mean, why well, would you bother?" And you think, "Well, because it's there, isn't it? It's on my shelf. I can yeah. actually go and grab it whenever I want." I mean, it might be sometimes more faff to find the specific one you're looking for, but. But then, you know, I think there's a difference between some people how they, they follow a football team or some people, mm. are they, uh, it don't want to sound like some sort of elitist, snobby thing, but it's the difference between just somebody who wanted to watch a, a film or like, mm. say they like films or like going to cinema and mm. people who are collectors or mm. or appear on podcasts talking about films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just something that I feel a bit more yeah. linked to and it would seem silly to, well, also, why would I want to get rid of of these things and, and well also, now you've already got them it makes sense to keep them doesn't it but yeah so. and also my other thing is that a lot of, of what i like isn't mainstream enough to be taken up by a lot of these mm. you know i mean i think for instance the soaps the the aussie soaps i think sons and daughters is streamed in australia but i don't think we mm. have access to that over here so i, I mm. that wouldn't benefit me in any way mm. i don't think prison sub like h is available on any streaming services mm. I know there's plenty of other things and plenty of because I like my Italian giallos and and obscure slasher movies and yeah and, and things as well and, I, and I'm not sure sometimes they appear now and again mm. on some of these things and then they're gone next and I just better to have it on the shelf. <laughs> well, they take some tracking down. I mean, one of the beauties. I mean, if you like, you say if you want to write an article, if you if you think oh tonight I fancy watching I don't know. Danger Diabolic, say, or mm. something. You can actually just go up to the shelf and go, ah, that's where it is, One, well, put it in the machine, mm. and away you go. Now, some people's argument is, oh, well, these things are all available on, on stream service, but they're really not, are they? Mm. It's giving you a lot of choice, but in a very narrow band. In a way, you are being given a lot more choice, and yet somehow you're get, getting given less choice. Someone recently... <laughs> amusingly or whatever made the reference to uh, Netflix being a bit like you know when you used to go to the video shop and all the good films were all out and you sort of and you sort of were browsing the the shelves where this the stuff that nobody ever took out you know? or going to the petrol station and looking for CD you know instead of going to HMV you actually go to the shell garage and buy one of their CDs or something like that they seem to be very second tier quite often and also very lacking in comprehensive i mean it's interesting if you type in the name of a particular film that you really fancy seeing it will offer you lots of things that may have that title or a similar title but it will say oh we do not have this available at this time and you think that's the film i want to watch and that's a very subtle difference i think between just basically being able to walk up to your own shelf for something that you know you wanted you like and off you go and you can take it down and I think people like us lot, mm. um, to a certain extent, we... Because some people, like, I don't know, they watch Only Fools and Horses probably because it's nostalgic mm. and they like... I, I, I kind of slightly resent, or, or I don't feel I'm quite fully understood because a lot of what I watch it isn't necessarily about nostalgia. I mean, I have mm. I have no... Nost- I mean, I guess I've liked Dark Shadows, hey, yeah. um for a long time now, but, but I haven't got a nostalgia for it because mm. I wasn't around when it was originally on. Yeah, I've just found it an interesting idea. I, I, I and I think a lot of our 
our friends in podcasting, are, we're kind of interested to find new stuff. We, we like perhaps an era of TV, mm. but we're kind of interested to find stuff we don't know about mm. that exists in that era. But we haven't got a nostalgia for it because we haven't seen it yet. It's like all these Sons and Daughters episodes I'm watching recently. I've never seen them. I, I, you know, I've seen lots of episodes one end of the show, lots of episodes... Mm. The, but the one I'm watching at the moment, it's, it's all new to me as if it was made today. So it's not really nostalgia in the way that people... No. The, the, the proper word, use of the word. Well, I'm it's still just, intrigued by that. Take... Fools and Horses as an example. There are a lot of people who are big fans of that particular show in the same way that a lot of people who are big fans of Dad's Army. Now, Dad's Army has been on a loop on BBC Two since as long as a lot of us can remember. Only Fools and Horses has presumably been on one of the classic channels, if you like, forever. But when you go into somebody who's, say, not a telly fan in the same way we are, and they have a collection of, you know, they might have a, a stack of films that are popular in the cinema mm. they might have a couple of tv shows but tv shows are are a harder sell but something like fools and horses they will buy is it is it normal to basically would people say have a dozen or two dozen because I, I look around you know and <laughs> the people i know have shelves with hundreds of tv yeah. shows on them or hundreds of films on them depending on i mean i have uh, friends who are film fans, I have friends who are telly fans, I have friends who are fans of both. And they seem to collect these things like there would be more hours on those discs than it's, you know, the average lifetime. Yeah, yeah I know. And, and I'm I'm not the sort of telly watcher who uh, I like to have quite a long time between mm. seeing things. I actually use my Facebook account when it comes to films. I always yes. post I'm seeing this film. And then, so I, I, sh- I saw some films at the weekend, which I kind of mm. come back to for another reason. Mm-hmm. But I, I went and checked before. I'd, when did I last see this? Oh, 2019 was one of mm. them I'd seen it. And, and I, I'd seen the other one in 2020. Mm. So certain films, if it's horror films, I can sometimes do it quicker. But I rarely kind of watch my some, you know, some of my discs, I, I, it might be yeah. five or ten years between views. Mm. I don't watch them. But then I know some people who, they're a different type of telly fan, mm. who might watch the same disc of Blackadder mm. almost once a week. And, yes. and they've probably seen Blackadder, you know, they might tease me around liking Doctor Who, and yet they, mm. they te- technically, they've watched the, the things they like, they've watched far more times than mm. I've ever watched my favourite mm. episode of Doctor Who. Well, I think uh, that's the thing, isn't it? You know that with the things that you have on your shelves you can if you wake up one day and really do want to see an episode of blackout you can just walk over there and yeah. pick it off the shelf and there it is and you can spend an afternoon doing that is this the argument you would give to the the people who genuinely don't understand why you want physical media is that the crux of the argument would you say well one of my main things i, I was going to say going back to those films say this weekend mm. now, i mean partly because of covid partly because well mainly because my friend nick didn't until recently have a blu-ray player yes. so because a lot of the new films i've bought uh, in the last few years have been blu-rays mm. and i was always bringing because he nick has a good collection of things and, yes. and i and you know he really likes me coming over and saying, oh can we let's can we watch this or can we watch mm. that i've got them all at home as well but that pretty much but that or sometimes mm. i've bought them having watched quite a few at nick's house but anyway, I was getting a growing pile of Blu-rays, and then mm. I had to change. For some reason, I I upgraded my Blu-ray player, gave him my old one, mm. but it's still what with COVID, it's taken him until recently to sort of hit, and he didn't physically 
he didn't own that many Blu-rays. But mm. anyway, now we're in a situation where I can go over to his house and I can go back to what I used to do, which maybe bring a film or two that mm. I'd seen since I'd last seen him. And I, so it was really nice to kind of bring a couple of films and say, yeah. um, what do you think of these? And he mm. hadn't seen them. And they were, one was an Australian horror film from mm. the 70s, one was an Italian horror film from the 70s, mm. but not really big, famous ones to most people. Mm. And if you've got a collection you can bring it over to your friends and watch it. Mm. I mean, that's one of the things I like doing most. It's one of my most biggest reasons for re-watching things, mm. kind of going, you need to see this. I'm either lending it to them or taking it over and watching it with yeah. them. Uh, which, you know. Do you think there's a lot of cross-pollination with people's collections? I mean, do the people you know tend mostly to have much the same stuff on their shelves as you, or is it actually quite quite different? I mean, between you, do you actually have a, you know, with, is, is his collection very different to your collection? With things like Who and, and some of the sci-fi yeah. shows, very similar. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's also got some films in there that are his wife's tastes, so that mm. which are slightly slightly different or slightly mm. older sort of movies. But you know, with, with with Nick, we both decided, I don't know, twenty years ago that everyone always talked about Woody Allen in in, a, in from a positive point of view, no, no, mm. no negative side, just just people talked about his films and mm. um, we, we hadn't seen that many of them so I started slowly collecting them and, mm. and, and we'd always take them over to Nick because uh, mm. he, he liked enjoyed them but he didn't I mean I think he does have a few of them now mm. but he, he didn't rush out to buy them all mm. or have a collection but I had a, a good collection of his films mm. but that was all part of the being able to bring it over yes and, um, you don't always have to sort of then buy your own copy because you've seen it you educated yourself in an area of cinema you didn't know before mm. um but do you feel that maybe people of our persuasion, if you like, have a, a desire to somehow preserve just in case you like to have a complete set of whatever show I it think, is, yeah. and just so you've got access to it? I mean, I know you famously told me in the past that you've got, is it three copies of Bergerac just in case? Uh, only two, although I have, oh, owned, two? I have owned three. Right. Um, but I gave away <laughs> one set because I found out that it was... Um, the early releases right. were edited more, so I, I gave those to my mum and dad instead. Right. But, uh, I do have two sets. Of you Bergerac, are reduced yeah. now to two sets of Bergerac. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but technically, it's in my family home, so the family owns three. Do so. you have it? Is, is that like behind a glass panel in case of <laughs> well, Bergerac one, yeah. emergency break the, the glass? Bergerac, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> one of the Bergerac sets hasn't been opened. It is behind glass. Um, wow. Is that just because you know that one day you'll wake up desperate to see some Bergerac and, and you need to be able to grab it immediately well yeah i mean and and it gets quite a lot of play not just for me bergerac and right. other people in my household who like bergerac and, right. and sometimes watch it as well so there's always that risk that's one day taking a disc out and it shatters or or then yeah. suddenly, oh, suddenly you the, find yes. you can't get a replacement <laughs> so um oh uh, i'm just remembering my singer detective disc cracking uh, in half off the spindle oh dread see, the idea we, that, we like yeah. physical media we hate spindles but there we go. <laughs> I, I dread that that happening to one of my sons and daughters or prisoners of a cage oh. box set when it's like one disc out of the whole set and then yes. suddenly getting a replacement for that disc might not be so easy having kept your eye off the ball for a while because you didn't It's got to, to the point now, isn't it? You can actually buy some box sets of the complete list and it says, you know, available on 73 discs or something and you go, it <laughs> yeah. seems preposterous. You would, you would get a box that has 73 discs in it but how many weeks of your life is that going to represent? The, I think the, um, it's not the version of Dark Shadows I've got but in America yeah. I think there's a one that comes in a coffin-shaped box, and I mean, oh. that's going to be loads and loads of discs. But I then if you what... crack one, like you say, suddenly yeah. it's like the whole set is like the 72 perfectly usable discs and one broken one. And that 
you can guarantee you'll be the one episode that you really suddenly, desperately, desperately want to see for some reason. I think a fellow podcasting friend of ours who's a big fan of, of Dark Shadows was mm. bought by listeners and friends the whole set because I think it right. was quite expensive at the time and he couldn't really afford it. Mm. And they surprised him with it and I think he, he was overjoyed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly willing for anybody who wants to buy me DVDs. I'm quite happy for them to do so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, actually. I was talking to Sandy, uh, who occasionally appears on this show uh, a few weeks ago and, and i just said oh I've, i was in this sale and i bought this this show and he said oh you should have said i've got that i could have lent it uh-huh. you and you think oh but... <laughs> and this is it not knowing what other people have sometimes is almost as bad as knowing too much about what they've got on their shelves yeah. but that's again the library aspect of it is quite is are you willing to lend your discs out to people are you quite happy for them because there are folk who, who, when you get them back, they look like they've been used as tiny little skating rinks, don't they? Aren't they? You know? Yeah, it doesn't come up that often. I mm. mean, I recently did lend um, because it's something... I mean, I'd hate to lose it because I'm not sure if it's... Mm. I presume it's still available, but mm. a friend of mine had lent me a DVD of something else mm. and he was taking coming to pick me up and take me out mm. for a meal, which is because I don't have a car. It's, it's mm. nice to be taken out. And, mm. and so I thought... What can I lend him that that he might find interesting? Mm. And I decided, and I thought it's a nice big box set, but not physically. You know, there's a lot of episodes, yeah. and it would, but it's not um, take up all the room in the back of his car or anything. Mm. But but thriller Brian Clemens's series. Oh yes. And I thought I wouldn't like to lose this, mm. but I think it would give him some interest, mm. and um, so I lent him that. I think he'll take care of it, mm. yeah, but it might take him a while to get through it. The worst ones for that are the denial knowledge that you ever lent it them people. They're the ones you really have to be careful of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that, I mean, that, that has happened. I, I, um, I recently... Are we going a, to name and shame, Paul? Oh, no, I recently lent... I, I recently lent a friend... Well, I kind of bought... I asked for it because I knew a friend would like... I deliberately right. asked for it on my yeah. Christmas list. It was just a season of a... It wasn't The Simpsons, but it was something like that, like, a, like an animated show. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I bought it because I knew that it wasn't available on Netflix, which my yes. friend had. So I, so I thought, oh, I'll, I'll buy it because I quite like to see it myself. And then I lent it to him, and he'll get to see it before it comes on Netflix. But he took such a long time to watch it that it was, he did come on Netflix, and he hasn't returned it to me either. So, uh, and quite frankly, I'm not sure I'd watch, I'm going to watch it again in any hurry anyway. So I'm not too bothered. But mm. yeah, I mean, it's a different etiquette to how I would if someone had lent me something. Well, um, I must admit that you know, in terms of collecting i mean i sometimes think it's just nice to know you've got stuff even though you sometimes that thing about you can watch this as many times as you like but i tend to find most things i've watched about once uh, and I, th- I think that's more to do with the fact that there's there's so much that is out there to keep up with watching everything especially as as you said earlier stuff also new stuff appears on things like netflix and what have you it's actually uh, you find sometimes you get a bit of a backlog i mean the worst thing i think for me is when you you think it'll be quite fancy watching that film i know we bought it you go up to the shelf and it's still in the cellophane and you think i know we bought that about five years ago that's a really weird one for me that mm. one because you think what well, i was desperate to see it <laughs> yeah i have li- i have literally thought if there was a fire and I had to rush out the house very quickly, <laughs> um, what would I grab? And mainly it's, it's things I haven't watched yet. Like right. I'd grab those two new Sons and Daughters box sets right. because, you know, I haven't seen them yet. I mean, I know I know that my Doctor Who collection can be mm. 
found again and is available probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's just my mind. So. Ah, you, you've not got a fire safe then, full, full of your favourites. <laughs> not a fire. Like, you, need, you need a room. You need a safety room. Oh, what's it called? A um, danger room. What are they called? Uh, oh, anyway. panic room. Yeah. Panic room or something. Yeah, lead lined. Yeah. Fireproof lead lined. <laughs> or, or, or zombie. Or, or to protect you from zombies or something like that. Paul, Paul's video library. Yeah. But of course, I do have my librarian background. Yes. Although I'm not practicing at the moment. And I've never been that good at being a librarian at home. I've never been very good at my my DVDs aren't neatly ordered in you know or cross referenced. No. Uh, I I almost flaunt my you know it's like, chaos theory. Uh, yeah, I want chaos. I want chaos <laughs> at home. I don't. I've I've lived I've lived with the. Is that a um, random thing, or is it just stack? This is a stack of stuff I have watched. This is a stack I haven't watched, or is it? Is it more? All of it. It's a bit integrated, except right. for some of these. There is a pile of ones I know I haven't yeah. watched at all, but. Um, but now, I know that you had a, a change in circumstances uh, a few months ago, as we all yeah. have. Have you had to cut down on your buying of, I, of these things? I have. Have you made more difficult choices when it comes to sales or offers or something? I, yeah, I mean, I have, but actually, I'm not sure there's a lot out there at the moment. I'm very excited. I feel like I've got a lot of That's it. the other thing, isn't it? You've already got it all. Yeah, I feel like I've got it virtually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's also another thing. If I had to cut down all of my streaming services mm. or whatever, I wouldn't wouldn't really bother me because I've no. got so much to watch. In fact, that's one of the things that my flatmate has said to me. Mm. Let's cancel this. Mm. I, I've got too much. I, I can just go watch. It's mainly my collect. It's the, the, most mm. of it is, is mine, mm. but he hasn't watched... It. There are some of the things that he brought into the house, but yeah, it's it's, it's mostly sort of you know we, we don't need half of these things at the moment, or we can just go back to them. You could argue you know. don't need any of it, but yes, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have any shows that are itching at the back of your mind as when I've got a few quid, I really would like to? I don't think they're. I think the no. thing is they're, they're not. They're not even out. Even if I wanted, right? I think if if they were out, then I would find the money. Yeah. I mean, I'm still finding the money for the sons and daughters, and that's yes. that's like a hundred pound a season. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of episodes, but um, so I think it's worth it. And I often mm. get them autographed by members of the cast because that's mm. part of the deal. So that's nice. So yeah, that's the. Is that the price they are actually retail? Yeah, yeah, right. pretty so much. You can, because I, there's a lot of scalpers out there, aren't there, who once yeah. something's gone out of, it's yeah, not being pressed yeah. anymore. That suddenly the yeah. price will triple or quadruple or more. And, yeah, and I mean you're only paying an extra ten to get them autographed, right? As well, so. Um, oh, so you're actually but, but, buying these from the fan sites in Australia and having it's them. It's not even a fan site; it's just ViaVision in Australia. Right. That seems to be one of the main places for Australian releases. Obviously, has access to mm. you know, or they've approached one or two stars and who they, who are still who are on the cast, but mm. obviously still in fandom. I mean, Sons and Daughters fandom isn't quite the same as say Doctor Who which is a because it's been that's been Doc, Doc, Doctor Who's an ongoing thing whereas Sons and Daughters hasn't been made for for 40 mm. years or whatever well a bit less than that but anyway yeah so so, so I'm getting it from because there are a few other sites that will sell you Australian stuff but mm. I, I've been informed that this you know that and that is the company the company I Viavision is the company mm. that I get them from because it is the company that puts them out mm. but but have you um, made any difficult choices recently is there anything that's been released that you've thought no, I better not. No, but then I might. Maybe I've got my eyes slightly off the ball because I'm not looking to. Right. To, to, I mean, I've still. I mean, things like because I'm a big. Talk, talking about more about movies again. I'm. Mm. I, I was a big fan of Scream, and I want. Yeah. I, I knew there was a new Halloween Scream. film out. Yeah. So so when they came out, I, I bought copies mm. of, of those films. So. Are you still a completist at heart? Um. 
Yes, I suppose so. But I feel like I, I'm almost compl I'm almost complete at the moment. Mm. <laughs> well, and I just um, mean I, there is well there is this sense, isn't there, that you know if you've got, I mean it's always I always feel you should be able to ask for your money back. You know when you buy something that, that's called the complete this, and then they bring out a new one, you should say, well this isn't complete anymore. I should get that one free. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, do you actually need to tell the whole story? You know, if another film comes out in a series, you need to actually add that to the uh, to the part. Um, not not with every no. um, franchise, franchise but no. Scream is one that where I like every single film and the new mm. film um, hasn't sport that reputation I still uh, mm. it was a good addition to the um, so, so yeah I mean it's a bit, it's a bit different because the only thing that with that it annoyed me was that Scream 5 wasn't called Scream 5 it was just called Scream again which is just uh, ah. confusion Scream um, and Scream again no that was a different yeah, well they should have they should have called it, <laughs> they should have given it some sort of if they didn't want I can understand that as a franchise goes on yeah. putting 5, 6, 7, 8 might put people off because um, yeah. they may feel they had to watch them but you need to have some you need to have mm. some different tags to, right. different so it wasn't things. a remake it was it wasn't a remake no, no. It, it was part, part 5 right and they're going to do a part 6 so goodness knows right. what they're going to call that Scre scream again scream again scream 2-2 two, two. yes 2.2 two. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um but what's the uh, you can tell us all now you know, nobody's listening you know it's just between oh. us what was the most recent purchase you made blu-ray dvd or whatever um probably the um yeah probably the the those films the, the screen right. the uh, okay. uh or, or season four of sons and daughters right uh, i have been watching quite a lot of because although i like to have my collection i'm quite happy mm. to watch things i think i'm only going to want to watch once mm. on on streaming i've watched mm. a couple of shows on on prime mm. um and it's it's the it's a sort of same with, with with music. I I I and with books. I'm I prefer. I almost prefer to read books on mm. digital. But if I read it and then I think, oh, I actually would like. I've got to that stage. I've got quite a nice library on my phone, mm. and I often you know read when I'm travelling. Off, I go to my parents for a few days, and I have to think about. Oh, I need to bring a book. Yeah, I've got plenty. But I've read, I read a Stephen King book recently that I um I, I liked enough, and I thought I think I, I'd like a copy of this because mm. I'd like to better lend it to people or. Or lend it to my flatmate, or, yeah. or go back to it. But mostly, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm reading books that, yeah, that's fine. That's the one-off. But still, it's mm. on my phone if I did want a second read. Mm. Um, and, and with music, I tend to mainly listen mm. to digital music. But I've still got all my CDs. Mm. But with films, it, it is different. I'm generally, I still prefer to buy a, a hard copy of. Yeah. Um, is any reason really deep down you just like to have it? Do you, do you like to have the physical thing? I think it is often the things I'm looking for. I don't know where you'd get them. Yes. Um, so, so, or sometimes they do appear on streaming almost from that, like a copy from that DVD. Say, say a, a, a slasher movie comes mm. out and on, on Blu-ray, then maybe mm. a year down the line you might find it on a horror streaming service. Or you might, yes. And you can tell it's the same version. And then, I just paid 36 quid for that, you <laughs> swines. Yeah. But, but then, then you don't get the extras, and I don't think... No. You, like on Amazon Prime, you wouldn't get the commentary, and and um, with with um, with some of the horror films I buy, mm. um, they have commentaries by friends of mine who do a who 
do a, a podcast about mm. horror, which was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Mm. So I kind of particularly look for releases where they've been asked to do a commentary because it's true. Actually, I yesterday I sat down and just treated myself. You know, took it down off the shelf. I'd not watched it for a very long time. Two thousand and one, and I was idly going through the extras list, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever watched any of the extras on that, and there's there's hours of it. You know, yeah. and I, every time I think. They'll be about five years again before I'm in the mood to watch the film again. So I, it is interesting that that that, that VAM, that value-added material, is a big reason, uh, certainly for something like the Doctor Who releases, it's a big reason for people double-dipping, triple-dipping in some cases to, to buy the stuff. It's the new extras that mm. an old show can bring with it or an old film can bring with it that actually make people... Interesting. And I think that's the difference also, isn't it, with the physical thing is you've got those extra bits which are rare on streaming services. I'm, I'm not saying they don't exist, but they are rare. Are you a fan of the commentary? Um, with, with, cert with certain people, I mean, I'm right. sure there's loads of discs I have where I haven't listened to the commentary, but mm. I mean, those horror films with my friends in particular mm. sort of, oh, well, I, want to, I, I buy it almost because yeah. it must be relatively watchable if they well, some it, some directors are no, notoriously taciturn, aren't they? But equally, sometimes it's it's. I mean, some of the very old films, the the commentary is by experts, and sometimes that actually makes them slightly more interesting. Then you get the ones which are at least moderated by somebody. So mm. when there's a five minute silence, they will finally pipe up and say, "So." <laughs> I, I think with some of the Doctor Who actors, yeah, um, they've learnt how to do a good commentary from having done so many now, because I well, yes. can think of certain people who their early commentaries were maybe a little bit... So, and, and the early commentaries released mm. in a time before the show had come back, mm. maybe their commentaries are slightly more sarcastic mm. or more sort of, oh, we're watching this because it's mm. bad sort of thing almost. And and, and 20 years down the line, mm. they they speak about the same things with a lot more mm. knowing that actually they, perhaps they need to be a bit more diplomatic or a little mm. bit more... Um, or maybe they've become to realise actually after so many years... This has proved the test of time. So yes. actually, I'm kind of this is and, the and this might for. yes, this might yeah. be the testimony. This might be the last yeah. chance you get to talk. Yeah, this will so. become the definitive version. But, it's interesting. Um, we were t uh, for another show I do. We were talking about Abigail's party recently, and mm. and it was this idea that they did a play every night in the theatre, but somehow the version that people will remember forever is that television version. And I think you get that with the with the commentaries and the extras it becomes a way of getting that stuff that's been convention chat or whatever for years finally actually recorded for posterity i don't know if i said to you in any of our other chats but i uh, some friends of mine who are younger than me by mm. a good 10 15 years um have bitbox and i i say oh, when i come over can i see what's on mm. there and I, I don't want to get bitbox but i'd be mm. interested and i'm also kind of thinking grand old um you know, viewer of TV, I can right. I can impart my wisdom. Oh, <laughs> if, yes. if you've never seen that, you should see that. And yeah. with your sepia-tinted glasses, yes. <laughs> um, uh, and I, we watched an episode of Hammer House of Horror together, mm. which, um, uh, and they were they were uh, f uh, fine with that. But then I started to show them Doctor Who, mm. uh, you know, seventies Doctor Who mm. in twenty-five minute episodes, and mm. um, we watched one episode, and they they seemed to quite enjoy it, but they they didn't seem to realise that. That, that was just part one because mm. you because generally Doctor Who now you do get two part stories or mm. or something like Flux is is but that's kind of not the norm anymore. Rare. So um, 
I didn't have the heart to go. Well, we're still three. There's another three. I'm seeing them again this weekend. So <laughs> I, I might try to hope Ready for that. part two, everybody. Part two, part two, like six six weeks later. Have you not been hanging on, wondering <laughs> no, 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 what happens yeah. next? But, uh, and, I must and, admit, uh, many many years ago, uh, we sat down one evening and we were going to watch all of a Doctor Who story called The Brain of Morbius. Mm. And um, for some reason, the evening got interrupted, phone rang, whatever it was, and we never went back to it. And so uh, my partner has, has for years says, oh, oh, that's the one where they fall asleep in the soup. and this, <laughs> They get drugged at the end of the episode, and, and that's where we, we left it. And that, as far as we could, we're concerned, that's where the story ended. <laughs> Doctor, Who, Doctor Who drowned in the soup. In the that soup. <laughs> But there we go. So, Paul, uh, I know you're in uh, people. Uh, one of the things people do say about uh, physical media, of course, is the space it takes up. But now you're in, in one of your two locations uh, today. Mm-hmm. I know you don't necessarily have a full range of uh, your films in, in either location. But uh, can you give us a, a quick walking tour around your around your DVD, Blu-ray collection, video collection? Even? Do you still have well, a video well, player? Um, no, I no. don't anymore. Um, in fact, all of the digitisation of my own films yes. I make, well, I thought, that I made in the 90s, mm. which had to be played on tape, were done at my friend Nick's house, who, right. and he still does have a video, working yes. video player. If he, he hadn't, we wouldn't have been able to But have you still got your probably. the things you bought on videotape, your, yours to own forever on video? Do you actually still have those? No, um, I got rid of like all those, all those Doctor right. Who's and stuff. I kept the covers, and then, some of them were autographed. Yeah. Uh, and, and, but... I Some blooming actor scribbled on it. Yes, I yeah. never understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have one. I might. There might be one or two things that have got through. Yeah. Through the. Um, but but mainly the only videos I have are either to do with projects I've made myself or, right. okay. or, or on camcorder tapes or. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things you're saying about storage, um, I a few years ago to make more space, although. Um, apparently, I'm informed by my flatmate that we are going to get more shel- even more shelving because there's still <laughs> space to to move. And as much for books, though, because he, he yeah. is more interested in, in. He's got a lot of cookery books, and yes. um, he's also got. There are my books as well, and, and, yeah. and he he does. Whereas I'm kind of pretty much getting new books digitally. Yeah. He's still buying physical books. Yeah. So, um, but a few years ago, I went through things or films that I don't want to throw away, mm. but I'm not bothered that keeping the casings. Mm. So I've got quite a lot of films in those wallet, those oh, yes. wallets mm. where you mm. can put quite a few. So that aspect hundred. of the collectability doesn't bother you at all. It's, I'm interested not, in that. Not because for you, everything, no. Because you're an advocate of physical media for films, but you're not bothered about it for books. That's, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, I mean, this, you know, we are constantly knocking over piles of books. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, just, I've still got plenty of them, but it's just got yeah. to the point where I don't want to be responsible for adding to them because I've really got a, a, yes. a lot. Yes. Um, and I'm finding that that, I, uh, that, 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 that it kind of works for me having, a, mm. not even having a Kindle, but having my phone yeah. with a Kindle app. Um, well, we find that we, you know, we often say that. I, I could shelve the entire house, but we don't want to live in a library. <laughs> Although I think it'd be quite nice to live in a library, but but there we are. I mean, I, I um, um, my flatmate is at the situation where I, he he won't even let me do the housework or help right. with it because he says you'll do it wrong. He kind of infers that I'll do it deliberately wrong. Mm. I just don't think I would ever do it to his standards because no. because I just wouldn't 
go that far. But so he does everything. So have you been messing with the architectural system. configuration system of your flat? I mean, as as the interior dimension has been altered recently. How big is this flat of yours? It's not very, it's not very big. No, it's like twenty right. bedrooms. Right. Um, but uh, I mean, do you have do you have a storage space as well, or? Um, no, I don't have. I used to have. I used to have like big yellow storage, um, but that was more for the junk and stuff, which I didn't. It's just that quite stuff. often you see people they'll take photographs of their you know, their collection or whatever, and, and they've got some specially converted room somewhere. And I'm always yeah. very jealous of all these people who've got everything on, on beautifully sort of laid out shelves and alphabetically uh, and, and yeah, all that kind have, of thing. We didn't used to have very good shelving, and then a few mm. years ago um, we got some like, some really good IKEA shelves, yeah. and that's where most of the, most things are in the, in mm. the living room, uh, mm. uh, and then in the bedroom for the books. Mm. Um, do you think we're all though a bit getting too obsessed with stuff? Do you think we've all got too much stuff? I mean, I do sometimes fear that one day I'm going to cark it and all this someone will come along and chuck it all in the skip, you know. But I, yeah, um, I mean, it's very much. It's just it's very difficult, and you're not going to somebody who's very minimalist. You're never going to convert yeah. them, and vice versa. No. My, my one of my best friends, uh, Harry, he he did have some DVDs, but he only mm. ever ha had like I don't know fifty CD of DVDs, mm. if that. Yeah, and then. Um, it was almost like a joy for him, I think, when mm. he was able to just... I don't think he was really bothered about those 50 films. Mm. I, I, I don't think he, he... He checked to see if mm. he could replace each of them digitally. Mm. He just knew that it was a, it was possible to get them um, either in digital form or, mm. or streaming service, and he'd find films to watch. Yeah. Um, and he quite happily got rid... But his flat, to me, is just... It's just got a few knick-knacks. There's yeah. no books, there's no... There's no nothing. It, mm. it's, it looks like you walked into someone's holiday home, or, uh, or probably got it's probably got less things in it than than an average holiday home. There's a secret um, room somewhere full of tat. There's got to uh, be a secret room. Uh, it just it's uh, you know so you're, you're, whereas you know. Do you think that's the thing though? The collector mentality. Do you think that do television fans, film fans, just have the collector gene, if you like? Yeah, I think so. I mean, but I mean, my flat has potential. My my flat has gone through a stage where it was, it it got awfully uh, untidy, mm. um, because it didn't have the shelving, and because mm. I can't just. Well, you've got the bunk. elevator down to the nuclear bunker, which is five <laughs> five miles extended in yeah, all directions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I couldn't like drive to IKEA, and although I could have got things delivered, I, but then I still had to put it up. But my right. flatmate's a lot better with that, the, and and here. And he's somebody who's come into the house in the last seven or eight years, yeah. and so things have have got back to probably the yeah. neatest the place has ever been, and yet right. um, we haven't lost a lot of of the the booky, filmy, yeah. TV type mm. um, uh, part of that. Uh, it's just there's there's a place for these things now. Um, mm. But you have in the past told me about things you you've ordered two hundred episodes of this three hundred. What what is the bulk of your collection? Is it the majority of it? The Australian soap stuff. I mean, is that no, take up? No, really, not really. Because I mean, um, Prisoner's Publication only takes about twenty six box sets mm. um, <laughs> only. Um, <laughs> only, but not like massive. Not quite. Not, are they the sort of sets that are about the size of the old one DVD box, or probably two? To probably a two. Probably two. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, it's a double thickness. So it's about the equivalent of fifty two. Yeah, discs, yeah, yeah, but um, they don't take up that that much no. space. And and the sons and daughters is, is quite compact, and mm. that's um, 
only six seasons. I don't have all, mm. all of that yet. Dark Shadows, um, those that's more sort of single boxes with mm. maybe six per or something mm. per se, per box set. Mm. Um, How eclectic whereas, is it? Because I, I mean, you you say you're a, a big horror film fan. Do you have a lot of horror films? Yeah, I've a lot of horror, and also in the last ten years or so. I've I've expanded into sort of the European horror, which I didn't mm. haven't seen before, and also a lot of it's it's one of those areas that it's become popular, and mm. I'd say more and more of those come out, whereas mm. a lot of them probably were out of print for years, and now they're being released in lovely mm. cleaned up versions, and, yeah. and a lot of uh, sci-fi as well. Were you a yeah. double dipper when Blu-ray came along? Did you rebuy stuff, or were you never only much with, of a... only with certain right um, things? Um, yeah, I mean, sets that were quite cheap, like, I got a, actually, I think, I don't think Saffron Steel is on Blu-ray still, but but there was, there has been various different releases. A slimline re-release of that, yeah, yeah. It, it was in two sets and now it's in one yeah. set, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. But I mean, did you buy it twice? Or? Yeah, I did, because yeah, I heard that, I heard that the later version was, was preferable, because there was some cuts, I think, when there were the advert, where the advert break came ah, in, I see um, you and you lost... You know, you lost a certain amount of footage. That's you know, one of those things, isn't it? That's the. I mean, <laughs> I, I, if you buy a lot of uh, stuff from Network, you know, when it actually has the the ad bumpers in it, and 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 when you first get one of those shows, and you think, oh, that's but then you think, yeah, there's a lot of stuff goes on behind those advert bumpers that it just it gets clipped out otherwise, doesn't well, it? It's, well, do you do you remember does, when Doctor when Doctor Who was first released on video? It was mostly compilations because yes, they thought people true. would just want to watch them as, as a films. movie. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and and people were like, "Well, I want the cliffhanger," um, and and then so then they started releasing them, and then they had to re-release all the ones that were already out mm. um, again in 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 episodic versions. Um, Do you think uh, that's a, a particularly uh, telly fan or a, a fan kind of thing? Do you think most people who buy stuff aren't bothered it sometimes becomes apparent that the film you know the film as you saw it in the cinema isn't even the version that you get on the blu-ray now you know occasionally there is a difference and that does seem to bother some people and it seems to completely wash over other people and it just do you think it's a, a, a fandom I, thing i think so i mean but for me doctor who is all about the cliffhangers which is why mm. I've, I've never you know as much as i like the reboot, I think that's what it lacks is is, mm. is cliffhangers. Um, but but have you bought the reboot on disc? Have you bought a new? Oh, Who? Yeah, I, I do have all of it. Um, some of them are still. That is one where some of it is still in packaging. Right. Because mm. I, I'm always kind of. I almost want there to be. I want to have forgotten everything. Right. And watch it all. Like all, all brand new, fresh, fresh and and and. Um, there are a few occasions where that's the case. Yeah. Um, but so, what uh, would you say is your most watched Blu-ray DVD? I think it's probably some of the horror films. Right. Where you asked me a while back about sort of either comfort TV or, or yeah. when it's autumn, there are one or two horror films that I watch more around Christmas than actual Halloween because mm. for horror fans, Halloween is every day of the year if they can have, if they get a chance. Mm. But but with. Um, yeah, there were a few films I watched around Christmas which were nicely mm. distract from 
you know, it might be nice and Christmassy, but um, that doesn't stop the teenage being um, stalked mm. by um, knife-welding maniacs. So <laughs> that's, that's the true meaning of Christmas. So those ones... Well, I must admit, I, I recently started re-watching uh, Twin Peaks for, for one of these mm. shows, and yeah. I had to actually wipe the dust off the top. <laughs> yeah, I keep meaning, I want to watch... I want to watch that, and I've got to, mm. I've owned it in a few because for ages season one was out, and then mm. it, ages for season two to come out. That's right. And then it did come out, so I bought to buy it again to get both of them. Mm. And I think I even got it on my phone. I can watch, but I still haven't sat down and watched it. <laughs> uh, and, and that is literally one I've not seen since it was. Do you think that's on, so. another aspect of it, though? It's that itch at the brain. You must have this, but when you've got it. You think, right, I've got it now. You put it on the shelf and then you forget about it because you, you might get quite obsessive about wanting it, but once you've acquired it, you kind of think, right, you know, it, I can forget about that now and, and watch something else. It, I think that's a very interesting psychologically. I think sometimes collectors are, are a bit like that. It's the getting, it's the having, it's not necessarily the actual consuming of a thing. But then I need the moment mm. for it to be perfect to be viewed, for me to watch it. Mm. Um, what's your um, viewing situation like at home is it do you have your a glorious sort of 100 inch high definition 4k screen or are you are you are you not worried about the image quality from that point of view are you on a 32 inch are you on a black and white portable in the bedroom you know <laughs> what's your, what's your viewing equipment well we have a tv in the living room mm. um but i found increasingly i just watch everything on my laptop Right. Because, because, and it's got to the stage where sitting one side of the room from a TV feels mm. weird. Whereas with the laptop, it's it's relatively, you know, you can almost touch, the, I can just almost touch the screen right. if I reach out. To, and that, that does it, that, that's fine for me. Um, so you're not actually that, bothered about it, the actual, because I know some people, you know, it's the image quality, it's this, I, I, I get the fact that people have now upgraded again to 4K because they have a 100 inch screen and they want to be able to treat it like a cinema, but a lot of people consume their telly through their phone. I, yeah, I mean, I was watching some Doctor Who on my phone mm. um, just yesterday yeah. because I have some stories duplicated so I can watch them yeah. as I travel about. Well, some um, shows, to be fair, their image quality doesn't necessarily transfer that well anyways. And it's a, I suppose that some of them, it actually doesn't make a lot of difference what device you're watching them on. I mean, obviously, if you're watching... I mean, I tend to... My flatmate watches his mm. stuff he wants to watch in his room, and I watch... And I've got the access to the TV. Mm. Um, sometimes I was kind of aware, aware that I, I wouldn't have it on too late because yeah. the sound carries. But I even bought headphones... And still, I I barely use them because I've got mm. really keen on watching stuff on my laptop. But also, I find, you know, that when I'm watching my laptop, I can oh, I feel a bit bored. I'm just going to pause. I'm just going to yes. do something else for five minutes, and then I'll come mm. back to it. And it's all on the same screen, and and mm. it sort of suits suits me. But yeah, I've always been a bit sort of not bothered by technology in the same way as with my mm. podcast. I I don't have my podcast is kind of relatively mm. low. You know, um, low tech, techno, low tech, and I kind of, but I like that as it works for me. And it's also something you can say to people when they say, "Oh gosh, I want mm. to do a podcast, but I'm scared because it's too complicated." Mm. You go, "It doesn't have to be. It mm. really doesn't have to but, be." But um, if you had to make a pitch to the these people, you you say you go to their house and they don't have physical media. If you had to make a pitch for physical media, what? How would you actually persuade people that physical media is I, still worth having? I, I don't. I don't really think you can because they've they've probably been there themselves mm. and have made, already made that decision. 
Right. Um, they're not going to come back to it probably, partly because they're just not that sort of person. Mm. You know, they're just not, you know, it's a, it really is a sort of lifestyle choice. Or, or yeah, I think, I suppose it, it is. You know, it's like, you know, with, with me getting back into vinyl recently, mm. you know, if, if, madness madness why why? i don't i I don't know (laughs) i guess at that point until recently i had i had money to spend at the end of the month and it was and um but that's the collector gene again isn't it that's the or is it do you think that's the collector gene yeah part of because i'm not necessarily buying it's not necessarily nostalgic i mean it's something you've already got in some it's cases, a different format. That's all. But uh, yeah, but to, to a certain extent, but I'm not just buying old stuff. There, there were albums by, yeah, you know, current people or that, that I also wanted. I mean, partly with vinyl, it's I, I do like. Ooh, there's a new copy of um, So's album, and it's in blue. Mm. It's in sort of sparkly blue, or mm. or they've been doing those Doctor Who ones mm. where there's no they don't, there's no reason for mm. these Doctor Who ones to exist no. on vinyl where, because their story. Some of them are. I've got one. I've got one of a story that definitely exists mm. on on video, but I bought it because it had swirly whirly ah. vinyl, and, and I thought it would be a well. They're very thing. tactile objects, aren't they? LPs yeah. and they really. are artwork, sort of. Uh, on on some of these Doctor Who yeah. ones is, is very nice as well. Well, that's that's another thing, isn't it? I mean, when vinyl did come back, a lot of people were actually just framing them, weren't they? They mm. just framing them as as piece as works of art. So um, let's be honest: when the next format change comes along, <laughs> I mean, I've I've resisted 4K myself because you know, I, from my own circumstances, I'm thinking no, I'm not, and quite a lot of things. There's, there's only so much data you can get out of the image. But when the next format comes along, is there anything you will replace and get I, I on the next re- format? I don't really understand enough about the where... Mm. I mean, because most of it seems to be about quality, yeah. which I'm not that bothered about. No. Well, um, the thing is, the script's the same, the acting's the same, the, yeah, the mean, actual it, editing's the same. It's, it's, it's just the I image could, quality, isn't it? Yeah, as long as I can still play what I've got mm. and it's still... Then I, I'd got no interest in mm. in in, change, in up, upgrading because I can't see what the. I mean, I, and I do have, as, as I say, I, I do have different some mm. things digitally. And but you've and you've think, said you've bought a Doctor Who on video, you've bought Doctor Who on DVD, you've bought Doctor Who on Blu-ray, or have you bought Doctor Who on Blu-ray? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah but that's Doctor Who, which is a bit different. So um, I mean, it basically, you know, if quadruplex super duper vision comes out will you you know they, they might have to convert them all into 3d that you wear in a headset but you have to put a little tiny micro disc in it that gets the image into your brain you'll still be buying that <laughs> it sounds scary i might i might do but i might not be a first adopter i might be, uh, it might ah, be yeah. well you know um you want uh, to, you want to get that full Andrazani experience. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time today, Paul. That's been a That's fascinating great. trawl through the delights, the the lows and highs of um, of physical media. And uh, I don't suppose we're ever going to persuade some people who've who've no. who've moved on that it's ever a, a good a good idea to go back. But uh, for for those of us who love it, we're we're yeah. sticking with it. So thank, thank you very much yes. for your time. You take care. <laughs> Thanks. Bye bye for now. Many thanks again to Paul Chandler, the shy yeti, for joining us today to talk about the virtues of physical media in the face of increasing waves of mockery and derision, and helping me to affirm that there's still a place 
for an alternative point of view in this ever-changing world. And talking about embracing the alternative, there's still time for me to thank everyone at Fab Radio International for all that they do, both analogue and digital, in order to keep these shows from rotting away in dark, damp boxes. And of course, my thanks to all of you for listening. As ever, I have been Martin and this has been Vision on Sound. Goodbye for now and take care.